And now, live, it's time. Oh, we'll go back into the gun. Jacobs cuts middle, walks in. Jackpot, baby. Josh Jacobs, touchdown. It's time for the JT the Brick Show. We have a good team. We have a good team that competes with stuff at all the time. On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. We don't feel like effort's been an issue at all. It's the handoff. Bust toward the end. Jackpot, baby. Pinion drink. Takes it home. Here's your host, JT the Brick. JT, back with you as we continue our number two on Raider Nation Radio. Hope you had a great new year. I'm excited about this game coming up with the Chargers, but we're covering the breaking news on the Nate Hobbs alleged DUI at the Cromwell, allegedly passed out in his vehicle. We'll get more on that information when it becomes available, but a lot of tweets, a lot of social media as TMZ Sports and TMZ broke that story. We'll see if the coach has a response to that. We'll try to take that a comments live from Rich Passaccio right after that. So that's where we're at. Uh, Raiders celebrating a big win, obviously, in Indy, a game that most people didn't predict they could win that game in the national media. The Raiders now are alive. Their game got flexed to Sunday night, which is fantastic. Another marquee opportunity for the Raiders on the global stage. Sunday night football, which is a big deal. Michelle Tafoya's last game with Sunday night football. Al Michaels will be here. Chris Collinsworth. And clearly, Whatever the Raiders decide to do with John Madden and the tribute, because they didn't get an opportunity to do that yet, other than the decal on the helmet and the brilliant job Mark Davis did lighting the torch and all the coverage that the Raiders gave out last week, which was really exceptional. But this is a home game, since when we find information on that, we'll let you know about it later in the week. Harry Ruiz joins me, Spanish voice of the silver and black. And Harry, we begin with the Nate Hobbs breaking news story, very disturbing here. Late night after the team came back, it looks like from Indy, out really late. Uh, nothing good happens at that time of night, especially if you're allegedly involved in a vehicle passed out. Yeah, nothing good happens after midnight is one of the sayings out here. And as a local, you know, JT, it's like we usually just stay at home late at night if that's something. I mean, it's it's not good. It's not a good look for the Raiders on the sports side of things. We've seen Gus Bradley done a good thing bringing in different cornerbacks. So at least that's something for the Raider Nation to think of that. Hopefully this loss, if in case Nate Hobbs doesn't play on Sunday, might not impact the team that much. But unfortunately, it's uh, again, this happens. We remember uh, Josh Jacobs after week 17 last year. Of course, Henry Ruggs and now Nate Hobbs. The guys need to be way more careful. They need to learn lessons from what has happened in the past. Yep, and there'll be more details on that when we have it. We don't know specifically any of the specifics here or there other than the breaking news from TMZ. So... We'll uh, follow the story when we get more information. Uh, Harry, I thought the win was great. Again, another bizarre victory where they start off fast, they end fast, but in between there's a lot of times where they just can't get the offense going. They tried to run the ball. We knew that. Uh, They struggled at times, but they made big plays on third down, and the defense was exceptional on third down against Carson Wentz. How'd you say it? The defense has been exceptional these last three games, and they've kept the team in the games, and they've been a big part of the reason why they've been able to stay in the games and be able to give Carr a shot at the end of the, those games to get the wins. JT, it's been amazing how after having a slow start of the season point-wise, this close has been exactly what the Raiders need uh, This these last three games 
keeping teams 20 points or under, that would have been the key last year, but they weren't able to do it, and they're finding their stride right now in the perfect moment. The defense, they deserve all the recognition. You go back to Yannick Ngakwe in that sack that stopped the Colts in their in the Raiders' end of the field and took them out of field goal range, and then Nate Hobbs with the big tackle that stopped them on third down and forced them to try a game-tying field goal instead of keep going on the field and take more time off the clock. This defense, they're doing the best job possible right now. Harry Ruiz joins us, the Latino voice of the Silver and Black. So what do you think when it came down to this game plan in Indy? Carson Wentz was in protocol, then he cleared protocol. We spent a lot of time talking about why he was available. Kirk Cousins not available, Aaron Rodgers. I thought, and I got that one right, I guess give me a little bit of a pat for being lucky, but I wanted to see him put the ball in play. I wanted to see him in a big-time decision. I'll take Carr over Wentz any day of the week, and Carr beat him on the road and won that game. So Jonathan Taylor barely got over 100 yards. We knew that would be automatic, but when crunch time was there, Wentz's touchdown was on a clear interception by where the Raiders both collided and missed an easy interception. Other than that, Wentz didn't do much. Yeah, and the Raiders were lucky that there were a couple of plays that Wentz had his wide, his wide receiver wide open and he overthrew him or he did wasn't able to hit him on the spot and that's why the Raiders were able to capitalize and be like, all right, we got lucky on that one. We need to be better on the next plays to be able to stop this offense. And the Raiders... Honestly, I was on the same spot as you, JT. I wanted Carson Wentz to play. I think they would have been able to capitalize on it, and they did. And, I mean, you see during this current winning streak, JT, the Raiders' defense, they've had three of their best five performances of the season yardage-wise. So that's a big, big reason why they've been able to do it, and they capitalized on three subpar quarterbacks. Harry Ruiz is our guest. He just hosted his show he jumps in with me every Monday. I greatly appreciate that. Harry, the Waller situation's getting interesting now. It looked like he was ready to play or coming closer to play. Then COVID. Now we know what the new protocol is like, so you would assume no problem having an opportunity to clear, but if he still has symptoms, whatever's going to happen, we'll wait for the Raiders to give us the timeline with Waller as Basachi is about to speak here. But important, I think, that he plays in this game if he can go because it'll open up the offense even more for Derek Carr and bring the double team back to Waller to open it up more on the outside. Oh, absolutely, JT. I mean, you need this Raiders offense to go over 30 points on Sunday to have a big chance at winning this game. You know if they score 23 like they did yesterday, it might not be enough against these Los Angeles Chargers who could – flip the switch and go crazy on offense. So they need uh, Darren Waller. And I don't know if you saw uh, Darren's post on Instagram, but he posted stuff that he's been doing now that he's been infected with COVID and doing it, focusing on his music, uh, taking a lot of medicine, reading the Bible. Uh, he puts quarantine 2.0. If you think COVID won't spin the block, you tweaking. So it's, it's real. And we heard Denzel Perryman talk about it too. And, just because a player clears a five-day quarantine doesn't mean that the player is at 100%. Agree. Harry Ruiz is our guest. So, Harry, while we have you here, before I see you in the parking lot on Sunday early evening, let's talk about the Chargers. The Chargers won in Las Vegas. Mariota first and goal at the four. Uh, that game pulls at me more than any game since the Raiders moved here. Raiders should have won that game easily with Mariota. They gave it to him four times in a row. He should have been able to get in. They kicked a field goal. Herbert went downfield with one big pass. The rest was his. 
Tennessee. And then this year, the Chargers got off to a very quick start and buried the Raiders early. That was in that game with the lightning and what happened with the game and the pause and all that. But then the Raiders made adjustments and really came out in the second half of this game. This is a tough matchup if it gets into a shootout. How do the Raiders win the game? I need this defense to stay playing this level that they've been doing it as of late, JT. The secondary has been playing mostly lights out. But now they got their biggest test in these last four weeks with Justin Herbert. This kid just broke the touchdown record for the Chargers in this game on yesterday in L.A. with uh, 35 touchdowns. He's already has in his second season more touchdowns than Phillip Rivers had in any other season. You know he's the real deal. But they've also shown weaknesses. During the middle of the season, you were talking about them as a Super Bowl contender, as a team that could have been fighting in the playoffs. Now you're talking about them as a team that needs needs to the final game to get into the playoffs as a wild card. So they've gone down, down, down from their expectations. And these Raiders, right now, they're going up. And I think the momentum is on the Raiders' side. And especially being this game at the Death Star, being the final game of the season, we all dreamed of this Week 18 being this a win and your win game. We're not going to get a playoff game more than likely this year, but this is the closest it is going to be. I need the Death Star to be blacked out. I need the Raiders fans to be as rowdy as ever. I need them to intimidate the opponents on the field, and hopefully the tailgate's going to get them in that level. The party the night before is going to get them in that level. So this Raider Nation, this fan base, needs to be at their best on Sunday. I don't want to see any Chargers fans. I know we've seen a lot of opponents fans, but they don't even show up at their stadium. Raider Nation, let's black out Allegiant. Yeah, it should be blacked out. Everybody should wear black, come in there and go big. And a really important game. The Raiders have an opportunity to go to the playoffs. Some people are saying the biggest game since the Super Bowl. I'm not going to go that far. And, you know, Raiders have played in plenty of big games, but they have an opportunity now to put away the Chargers, and that would be a death blow to the Chargers and their brand as they're trying to build it. And it would be big for the Chargers to beat the Raiders in Vegas, I mean, they'd be up on them big if they swept them this year. And we saw what the Raiders did against Kansas City. They never stood a chance in either one of those games. They got blown out in those games because Kansas City was into the shootout. They wanted that up-tempo game, and they ran a lot of plays, and they just got the Raiders confused on defense and were always on the attack. I expect the Chargers to do the same thing. Their coach loves to go for it on fourth down all the time. They'll want to go for two here. The Raider defense has got to be up for this challenge. And Carr, Carr can't start slow. He started fast in Indy, that opening drive. Do you think that Derek is up for the challenge of getting in a shootout with Justin Herbert? I think he is. He gained way more confidence with Zay Jones, with Zay showing him yesterday that he can do what he knows he can do, but in a game setting. We've seen Zay Jones and Derek Carr practicing in the offseason. Hunter Renfro, we know that Carr has all the confidence in the world with him. If Darren Waller is back, that'll be huge for this Raiders offense, and that shows you that the, these weapons are working the best way possible. And Josh Jacobs, he's been getting into that rhythm. He got had 80-plus yards again in this game in total yardage between ground and air. So the Raiders offense, their weapons are working together. They're doing a good job. Derek Carr needs to take this team far, and the defense know that it's not third down and you're good. It's a four-down game when you're going against Brandon Saley and the Los Angeles Chargers. They love going for it. Sometimes it works for them. Other times it's you're scratching your head and you're going, why? But that's their system. So this Raiders 
circumstance, it's a four down game right here. No putting your your hand up and saying uh, fourth down is like no. You got to play four downs this time. All right, Harry, tell everybody where they can follow you on social media, your show, and where they'll see you at the game coming up here on Sunday night. Of course, at Harry Ruiz on Twitter, H-A-R-R-Y-R-U-I-Z on Instagram, at Harry underscore Ruiz. And, of course, I'll be there at the party on Saturday night with the Black Hole. They invited me, so we're going out to hang out with the Raider Nation the night before. And, fortunately, we don't have to wake up early now that the game's on primetime. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll see you there, Harry. Talk see? to you at the party. Be good. Gracias, JT. You got it, amigo. Thank you. And uh, that's a lot of fun. Harry's good. Uh, so we do have news on the Nate Hobbs DUI. Rich Basaccia just started speaking to the media at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Let's go to the press conference. All right. Afternoon, everybody. Um, so I'll, I'll start with some uh, news I've just been made aware of um, really in the last basically 30 minutes. Certainly aware of the um, that Nate Hobbs is involved in an incident, um, and uh, we're just trying to collect as much information as we possibly can on what exactly happened and what the situation is and um, where he's at with that. Um, uh, that being said, that's all I have really on that at this particular time because that's all I know. Um, so I'd like to now address yesterday's game. Um, I thought real exciting about our offense coming out in the opening drive and, and – uh, moving the football, going down there and, and scoring a touchdown and, and really kind of we talk about starting fast all the time. So our ability to go down there and do that was exciting from our offense, um, moving the football like that. And um, throughout the game, Derek Carr's ability to extend plays, whether it be on third down or be on fourth down, um, his ability to, to move out of the pocket, move up in the pocket and uh, do some of the things he did in that game was was critical for us and, and for him to find some of the open guys and, and make those plays. It was exciting to see him do that. It was also exciting to see the protection hold up like it did as the game went on. It was a formidable front that we played against. A lot of respect for them going into the game. And then we thought we had a really good package um, that they put together for, for Marcus to come in and um, he threw a heck of a ball down there to Hunter and, you know, it's a question whether it was a pass interference or not, but it's exciting to set Marcus back and, and uh, to see him go in there with that zeal and, and play like that a little bit was fun to, um, for Marcus. You know, down there on the goal line, give us a chance for a touchdown. And then two guys exceptionally played exceptionally well on the offensive line. Colton Miller was outstanding, and Andre James probably played his best game. Really played well inside against a really physical nose guard up front. Um, certainly he's coming to his own. Really well done there. Um, the two-minute drive at the end, to go down and, and uh, give us a chance to win the game with the field goal was was really well done by Ole in the play calls and then well executed by our players. Um, and then in the kicking game, you know, A.J. has the two punts in the game, um, both of them really 20-yard line and in. Did a heck of a job there, really well done in protection. And then uh, Daniel, certainly what he was able to do, the field goals weren't very good on the kickoff, just kind of mishit it, um, put our defense in a bad spot, which I'll talk about here in a minute. Um, to end the half, and uh, he'd certainly like to have that back, but we can always count on him to give us a chance to win the game in the end. Um, and then the, the punt return by Hunter. You know, he has a 41-yard return, sets up a score early in the game, and he has another 16-yard return. I think a week ago he had a 29-yard return to set up a score. So those guys on our punt return team are doing a good job up front. We had some good push in the pocket, really played well on the outside with Keyshawn and Teamer and Brandon Faison and to give, uh, give Hunter a chance to, to get himself going a little bit. And then, um, you know, defensively, I think you can look at the way we made space tackles out there um, in the secondary positions. I thought we really tackled well. Um, we were playing against a, an incredible back. We had a lot of respect for going into the game. 
Um, didn't change our minds coming out of the game. Really good player. Um, and then, obviously, um, we threw two interceptions on offense, and the defense shut them down both times. No points off of uh, either one of those turnovers. I thought our, our front seven was exceptional in the game. I think we gave up one explosive um, run in particular, and, and uh, for our ability to push the Pushed the front around a little bit as the game went on with our defensive front four and, and uh, the way our linebackers were playing. It was good to get Denzel back playing like that. And I know he had some issues with his cardio a little bit in the game and breathing. And, and uh, I thought Richard Smith did a great job subbing those guys and putting them in there. But um, I think you saw our team run sideline to sideline. thought they made really good plays on defense. Um, and then a, kind of a play that's nondescript is on the, the one interception, Zay Jones makes a heck of a tackle down there on about the 26-yard line to really still enable us to flip the field. As much as you don't want to turn the ball over, um, ended up being a little bit like a punt, heck of a play by, um, by Zay. And uh, again, it was exciting for our team to, to play a team like that. It was a really hot football team to go into their place and, and to come out uh, with a victory, find a way to compete and win um, in the end of the game. And with that, I'll take any questions you may have. Good afternoon, Rich. This is Hondo. Uh, Derek, eight years in the in the league, just had his 29th fourth quarter comeback win. You've been around the game a long time. Coach, what is it that gives certain players the it factor like Derek has in crunch time? Well, I, I think the, the point you made earlier was he's done it a lot. You know, he's, he's been in those situations a, a bunch of times. Um, He's really athletic. He has a tremendous vision of the field, how he sees it. And I think he's very confident, since he's done it so many times, um, that he knows the plays that are going to be called. He knows the situation that he's in. He understands probably the coverages he's going to get. And I think the game probably slows down for him a little bit in that particular situation. And you see him um, usually rise to the top. And uh, again, he did it. He did it again yesterday. And again, a credit to the entire offense. Certainly, only the calls that we played. But but for for Derek to play with that sense of calm um, like that, and to move the ball down the field, and guys to be in the right position, do a good job in the pass protection. I know Jalen had a good pickup on, on on one of those as well. And so it was a, a group effort. But I think you can see a sense of calmness come over Derek when he knows he's getting ready to be in a two-minute situation. He just really wants to know where do we need to get to. Um, in order to win and, and how many timeouts do we have and those sort of things. So uh, I think he did a great job with it and he's been in a lot. Hey, Rich, uh, this is Vinny with the Review Journal. Um, any update on Darren Waller and um, any chance of, of him getting uh, out on the field this week for practice? Yeah, Darren was finishing up his um, coming off of the COVID. He has to do some cardiac uh, workup through the doctors type deal. So we'll get more about that information this afternoon because um, I think his was at like 10, 10, 10 or 10.30 today. And we were hoping to have him back in the walkthrough practice of Wednesday last week. So we're even more anticipating that we have a chance to get him back um, for this week. And hopefully if we can get him in Wednesday's practice. He feels a little bit better about how it feels when he moves around. Then we'll really be really excited about what Thursday and Friday could possibly look like. But we definitely think he needs to work throughout the week. He's been out for so long um, to really have a good run at it as Friday comes along. And then he'll hopefully be able to tell us, hey, I'm good to go. But we are anticipating him practicing in Wednesday's walkthrough. Rich, your defense under Gus has just continually gotten better. They've moved in just a few weeks from 30th to 20th against the rush. What is it about his leadership that guys buy in so well to him? Yeah, well, it's, it's our defense, and, and uh, it's not my defense. And 
Um, you know, Gus and I have known each other a long time. We were together before. You know, Gus has a, a great passion, not only for, for football, uh, but for players. And I think he is a mingler. He's around the entire team. He has not only conversations with defensive players, but him and Deshaun have a relationship, and, and him and Foster have a relationship, and him and Derek. And, and uh, so I think you see um, Gus's personality coming out in a lot of, of the defensive players. And I think also the thing that's advantageous to us is Gus has had the ability to, to have his whole staff together for a long time. So they all know the ins and outs of each other. They can get in conversations on game day. They can get in conversations during the week. And they can fix some problems right away because they've been in it together. Um, no one's learning the defense for the first time, really. Coach Marinelli's been a part of many defenses, and those two are on the, on the same page. So to know that he has Richard and Milo and Addy and, and um, now with, with Travis and Coach Marinelli, I just think that they do a great job of, of working together. And I think that the big thing for all of those guys on defense is I think all the players feel that they care about the players not only the football X's and O's. And I think that's what you see in the way in which the players respond to him on defense. And then we've played against some formidable run teams, and we've done a good job against them. So when you do that um, and play like that on defense, you have a chance to, to move up in the stats. But they, they've been a big force for us really all year. Hey, Rich, with, with five walk-off wins this year, what does that say about the character of this team down the stretch? And also, I know you said you're still trying to get information on Nate, but... How do you not let that become a distraction with, you know, the biggest game of the year coming up again? Yeah, you know, well, far as the, far as the distractions go, we, we, we've kind of learned how to deal with distractions around here, you know, and, and um, so we're certainly disappointed on the news. I don't have all the facts yet. Um, I'll be able to comment, I would think, as the end of the week comes when I get more information about what's going to actually happen with that. So, um, but as far as the game goes, we're excited about the next game. We're really excited that we get to play at home. We get Raider Nation coming in here. We should get the, um, you know, they call them crazy Raider fans. We, we, we can't get enough of them. You know, we, we want every one of them want to be loud, and hopefully it's a blackout, you know, come Sunday night. We're excited about the game being moved and, and uh, playing it in our house. So it, it, it ought to be exciting. All right, let me jump back in here. That's Rich Passaccia. His press conference over in Henderson today. So the Raiders and the head coach have acknowledged uh, the breaking news on Nate Hobbs and the alleged DUI and him being booked and what happens next with him, which would be, and that last question was from Paul Gutierrez on the potential distraction. It is a distraction because what happens is it distracts from fo focusing on the game for the fans, not so much the players. The players you know, are going to go out there and do their job, get their treatment, be ready to play and do what they have to do, but it becomes a huge distraction. And what I'm most disappointed in, and again, we have to wait to see what the police report says and more information that comes out here is, and I've lived in Vegas a long time, and the thing that I know about Vegas, like I do, I'm from New York, Miami, Los Angeles, big cities, you could always get in trouble in a big city. You can get a DUI at 2 in the afternoon if you're drinking, but in Vegas, we're open 24 hours a day. So if anything happens at 4 in the morning, two in the morning, car accidents and all that, Vegas will get the heat it deserves for that. I think Vegas is a great place to live, raise kids, have a great community. I love it. But people outside don't know that. They think we all live in casinos. I've literally had people stop me and say, what casino do you live in? I'm like, really? No, I don't live on the Strip. And what happens is the national narrative is the Raiders in Vegas, there's going to be problems with players. And as Harry came on and said, well, what we saw with the Josh Jacobs incident last year, Henry Ruggs, and now Nate Hobbs, 
You can't defend it. There's no, no one would defend it, nor should you defend it. And you know that Rich Passaccia, Mike Mayock, the organization, especially Mark Davis, is making it clear that this is unacceptable behavior if this is what the case is. You got young guys in their 20s making millions of dollars, getting off a plane after a victory, all worked up, going out for drinking and dancing or a club to see a performer. You know, if you can't walk into that situation, if you can't walk in when it begins and say, I don't need to drive tonight, I will not drive under any circumstance, this will happen to anybody who comes to any major town. And it's unfortunate here. Nate's a good kid. Again, we said that when Ruggs came to town, and I can't say that anymore, nor I ever will. But when they came to town and I've interviewed him, I've interviewed Nate, I interviewed Ruggs, I interviewed Josh, they all come in, highly recommended good kids with a good background, and nobody saw this from them in their situation. And now they're going to have to clear their name and talk about it and tell us what happens. And when they do, we'll cover it here on Raider Nation Radio. we got a big week of coverage with the Chargers in town on Sunday. You even heard the head coach say, let's have a blackout, wear black. Some of the ladies like to wear glitter and gorgeous outfits. We're good with that. You men show up, wear a black shirt, a black collar, black dress shirt, whatever you want. Blackout means like they did in Oakland. Black hole, blackout, Allegiant Stadium, wear black. Yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of adversity this year. Um, you know, it's one thing to you know come in here and after a loss and say you know we're built with the right stuff. We have a lot of character. We have a lot of good guys in the locker room. But it feels good to come out and and really have some proof that we are. And so, uh, you know, all it means is we got to win next week. We put ourselves in a good chance to win next week, and uh, we're in the playoffs. And that's what you know we've all talked about um, since the beginning. Just give us a chance in the dance. There he is, Henry, excuse me, that's Hunter Renfro, who is having an amazing year. I mean, look at the year he's having. He's putting up Pro Bowl numbers, and he could be a perennial Pro Bowl going forward with numbers like this. JT, back with you. So we're covering the Nate Hobbs alleged DUI story that broke today. There have been many times last year, and the first show that I do, the first show that I do this year opens up with another big issue in regards to a young Raiders player allegedly making a big mistake. So, again, as Rich Passaccia said, the team is used to handling distractions. And now there's going to be a lot of people throwing barbs at the Raiders here talking about leadership and issues. It's his mistake. It's had, it's had nothing to do with Rich Passaccia, Mike Mayock, and Derek Carr, the leaders of the team. They tell everybody all the time what's right and wrong. It's a grown-ass man's decision to get in a car or to get behind the wheel, period accountability for any young man. That's it. Very easy to describe this story and explain what happened when more information comes out. We'll see what his status is for the game coming up. No idea what his status is. No one does. You just heard the coach, and the Raiders will do their own investigation internally. Eddie in Los Angeles on the Raiders flagship. Hello, Eddie. Good morning, JT. Happy New Year here, and uh, sobering news here. But um, Hmm? if any team around the league is prepared to handle that, there's no one better than the Raiders. This team has dealt with adversity and has found a way to succeed in, in spite of it. So, um, you know, one thing I would like to say, let's give the kid, let's give the kid the benefit of the doubt. We don't have all the details yet. So fans, before they start 
ripping them. I see a lot of stuff going on social media right now. Remember Josh Jacobs? There was there was an incident last year. Everybody thought he had he was uh, also drunk behind the wheel, and it turned out it wasn't it. Not saying this is exactly the same, but let's just let's just hope for the best. In the meantime, let's concentrate on what we just saw yesterday. And what I, in my opinion, the last three weeks, what we've been seeing from this team is all three phases of the team coming together and playing as a cohesive unit and winning, finding ways to win. I mean, it was a fantastic win yesterday. I, I mean, I can't say enough. The time of possession was key, I thought. Allowing our defense to stay fresh, attack the run, and, and just be there on key situations. When is the last time this team has thrown, for, you know, thrown two interceptions and still mm-hmm. found a way to win the game? I mean, it was incredible. Kudos to the defense, kudos to that sense of line. The coaching staff, who we've all maligned you know, in the losses a few weeks back, just out, you know, just out coached the coach I felt yesterday and it is putting us in prime position for a prime time game. When is the last time the Raiders had a flex game this late in the season with all the marbles on the line to get into the postseason? This is exactly what we've been asking for as fans. This is exactly what the organization is telling us. They've been building to prepare us for it, and we're right here. This team is prepared. This team has everything they need to go out there and win. It doesn't matter what players we're going to face. It doesn't matter what players are going to be healthy. This team finds a way to win. We all have to keep keep the momentum going. Hopefully they can black out on Sunday and and just make that thing just make that stadium rocking. This is a revenge game. Joey Bosa and the stupid remarks and all the other yeah, charges. This is the time yep. we pay them back. Yep, thanks for the call. I've said that everybody's motivated. Both teams are motivated. We're not going to give them added motivation. We're going to give the fan base motivation. That's what our job is to do. The players are all motivated. They're all ready to go. Playoffs are on the line. Playoff paychecks are on the line. There is a lot to play for. And if you look at the two seasons for the Raiders in Vegas, one without fans, this year with fans, if they make the playoffs after what's happened in the adversity this year, it'll be a great story. It will be one of the top stories in sports entering 2022. They can do it. They've had a lot of detractors along the way, a lot of people rooting against them, many people doubting them, including Raider fans doubting them all year long. This will be epic if they can win this game against a very good opponent. And Cleveland was a good opponent. They had COVID issues. Indy was a very good opponent. They beat them. And the Chargers have been a better team than the Raiders this year. All year long. They beat them already, and they've been the better team. Raiders are a home underdog. They're going to have to play a great game to win it. They're going to have to play outstanding to win this game. And the last couple of games, they have not played well. They have played well to win the game at the end, or they've had one burst or two bursts in the games. Those are not great games. If they lost any one of those two games, Indy or Cleveland, they'd be wiped off the mat, and everybody would be panicking. What happened to the offense? Why wasn't it more explosive? Winning covers that up, and it should. That's what winning, That's why winning is the most important thing. It, keep, it keeps your eyes off of some of the things you would have talked about during a loss. But they got to have to play great. They cannot win and beat the Chargers the way they've been playing on offense. The defense will keep them in the game. But the offense has got to step up and play much better. That's just my opinion. Sal in Long Beach, you're up next. Sal, how are you? I'm good, JT. How are you doing? Doing very well, thank you. Awesome. Listen, my call today, number one, is Raider Nation stand up. Number two, JT, 
I'm so happy for you, bud, because you're the one that's the voice of the Raiders. You're the one that after we get our butts whooped from KC, after losing two games before that, when a bunch of us Raider fans are thinking, man, there's no hope. You're the one that's making me um, get off of the ledge and not just, you know, throw in the towel. You're the reason why I keep pushing. You're the reason why I keep putting on my Raider jersey. I'm happy for you. I'm happy that the Raiders won. I'm happy for the Raider Nation. I'm so pumped up that we finally have a game that means something in January. You know what I'm saying? And just, I, I had so many points. And it's so ironic while I'm on wait, uh, while I'm on hold that we get the information about Hobbs. Like, you know, you've had to deal with this whole year dealing with all the ups and downs and all the crazy stuff, and you're the face of the Raiders. There's, there's times like after the KC loss, I couldn't even bring myself to hear the, the Raider Nation uh, radio. You know, and, and not, you know, you're my favorite, but um, also Clay and uh, Hondo, they all do a great job. But I'm so pumped up that you actually get a show where we're, like, really talking playoffs here. And it's not just yeah. talking smoke. We're, like, we're lit legitimately, we lit legitimately have a chance to uh, yeah, we do. make the playoffs. And the other thing is, you know, for all the, the Raider haters out there, including some of the NFL guys, you know, the Raiders just um, put the middle finger up at them yesterday. <laughs> like, we let them have it. No one gave us a chance. Nobody. And if you look at the play when the Raiders went for it on fourth, on, on fourth and go, I believe it was, mm. no hesitation from the coach. And if you glance at the sideline and you look at all the players, they're all engaged, man. And I think that's the difference. These guys are engaged. They're into My the friend, team. I got to run. I got a lot of people all on right, hold. Thanks right. for the I'm compliment. Appreciate it. No, you're good. Don't be happy for me. I'm not the voice of the Raiders. It's Brent Musburger. I'm just here doing my part. And again, I, I don't throw in the towel. I've never thrown in the towel. And for the few people that say, hey, I'm too pro Raider, they never show up anyway. They hide. They, they, they live in the bowels of the Internet. And uh, I like the role that I play here. It's a tiny, small, small role, and I'm proud to be a part of it. I just like the fact that we give you content here and you can come on this show and, and care about your team. That's always what it's been about, is getting you better content and making sure that you're enjoying your opportunity to be a Raider fan. That's all we're looking to do for two hours a day. 702-365-9200. Mike in the San Fernando Valley. Thanks for being patient. Mike, how are you? JT, what's up, buddy? Happy New Year, man. Um, what a great win. I uh, just got a few comments. I'm going to just say them and then get off the phone. Mm-hmm. Do you remember on that season opening when we met and I was in your car and I told you mm-hmm. our biggest free agent signing, which goes unnoticed, was Gus Bradley, and I still believe mm-hmm. in that. He's done an incredible job um, yes. on the defense with what he's had to deal with. And I just, like I said to you before, you know, that's a great free agent signing, even though he's not a player. Um, that's number one. Uh, like, and then also what we've done and how he's adjusted with all these free agents. We've had to pick up in the season, you know, like 
Trufant, he's been playing great. Um, Perryman's obviously a stud. You could see you could see what he does when he's on that field and when he's not. It's a game changer for us. And then uh, number two issue, I called in, kind of disappointed, disappointed with Masaccia and the timeouts and leaving timeouts on the board for halftime. Um, I just want to publicly or own it. I apologize with all that this team has had to go through with everything. He's done a great job of keeping things together. And um, yes, I think the game plan should be the Chargers statistically have a horrible or really bad bottom half on run defense. So if uh, I think if Jacobs can run like he has been the last few weeks, I think that's really and keep the ball out of you know whose hand because uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to get into a you know passing contest. All right, Mike, you got to run. Good to hear from you, buddy. Happy you had a safe drive back. Looking forward to seeing you at the game. We'll, we'll look into the stats all week. I got a whole bunch of Charger insiders on. Tomorrow's going to be wild. Sean Merriman's coming in, former Charger, and I put him on the radio because he's good radio. He's really good radio. He does not like the Raiders. For those who say, why do you put him on? Because it's my show with my name on it. I put on whoever I want. And Sean Merriman was a great player for a period of time, and he lives in Vegas he runs a business out here, and he wants to come on. Bill Romanowski will counter him. So one linebacker to another, Romo Cop, will join us, and I'm reaching out to a couple other Raider legends to jump in this week. And we'll see what they have. And I think they're all going to bring their A game. We want more Raider football with real games coming up, everybody. Games that matter. That's what I'm excited about, and we're going to get that opportunity if the Raiders are able to win. Doghouse Saloon. I always tell you about that on Monday night. Best views to watch the game. A sports book on site to place your bets. Doghouse at Resorts World. I, I love Joey. Yeah, he knows that. You know, we, we've gone back and forth. He was probably mad because I was talking a lot of crap to him during the game. It was an emotional day for them. I saw a lot of things about their whole team after, you know. Um, and uh, good thing it's a new week. He's entitled to that opinion and uh, saying those things. But it's almost like he watched the game in reverse. You know what I'm saying? Um, the game, game that I watched, you know, we came out and fought a little bit after they got after us a little bit up front. So um, fine. You know, I, the opinions I care about is what Gru and Oli told me. You know, when I came in the building yesterday and today, and uh, it will always be that way, especially what my teammates think about me. Um, but we'll see them again, um, and he's entitled to say that. He's a great player, great dude. Just don't, I just don't think he watched the game in the same order I did. Well, Derek Carr, that goes back to Joey Bosa's comments. The first time they played, and he called out Derek Carr and the toughness factor, and if you hit him and what happens next, and Derek is really cool in his own skin and comfortable with his teammates. And we've seen Derek with all these great comebacks and, and the tremendous performances and the grit and toughness here. But the Chargers' pass rush is real. They hit hard with Derwin James. Williams and Keenan Allen can play. Eckler on the ground. And they have a Justin Herbert, who if it's the first time I'm saying it this week, I'll say it again. He's the best quarterback that I saw play last year in Allegiant Stadium. The best, number one. And that was Brady, Breeze, Josh Allen, Derek Carr, all of them. Drew Breeze. He was the best one I saw. And not because of the stats. Brady combined for five touchdowns. He's the GOAT. 
But Herbert impressed me the most with my eyes in the building with his legs, arm angles, everything he can do. He's an exceptional quarterback. He's going to be very good for a long time, and the Raiders are going to have to beat him in the division. He's going to be better than Phillip Rivers, and Phillip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. Phillip Rivers is in the Hall of Fame, period. Hall of Famer, his longevity, his stats make it easy. And I think that Herbert's a better player, a better athlete. So there are going to be games where he beats the Raiders, and there's going to have to be other games where the Raiders beat him because something happens. Carr wins in a shootout, turnover, special teams touchdown. Whatever it is, whatever it is, it's going to have to be something big. Okay? That's it. Got time to get you in before the top of the hour, 702-365-9200. If you want to comment on the Nate Hobbs alleged DUI, uh, that'll be something. Vinny and Q were both asking questions. They were both at the press conference, and their shows are coming up next. Gangster Raider on hold. Thanks for waiting. You're up next. Hey, what's up, JT? Happy New Year. You I too. just want to say I'm in, a, I'm in a good place. I want to tell the Raider Nation that we we in a good place. I want to tell the Raider Nation to stand up because even at this tumultuous season that we had, we still can win and get in the playoffs. And that's what our goal, we start the season, and our goal is still ahead of us. You know what I'm saying? I want to shout out to the whole Raider Nation, the fans, the staff, the players, and even the organization as well because the fans, we've been doing our thing since day one. You know what I'm saying? We showed up for every game. We showed out. You know what I'm saying? Even the Vegas fans, they did their thing. You know what I'm saying? The only thing I ask about the Vegas fans, if you're going to sell your tickets, Make sure you try to sell them to other Raider fans first. You know what I'm saying? Other Raider fans will buy the tickets just like the other teams. But other than that, we we did what we were supposed to do. The Raiders organization finally caught up with us and the players, and we on another three-game winning streak just like we started the season. We was on a three-game winning streak when we met the Chargers the first time, and you know what I'm saying? You know what happened, but we on a three-game winning streak again this time, and we're going to rectify the situation this time, and we're going to come into the, um, the black house blacked out, you know what I'm saying? And we're going to send the discharges home crying. You know what I mean? And we're going to make our way into the playoffs, and we're going to continue our good our good, our good, good season. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's been tumultuous, it's been a good season. You know what I'm saying? Even after 16 games, we're 9-7. You know what I'm saying? That's an improvement on last year. You know what I'm saying? Even after all – think about it. We beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. You know what I'm saying? We beat the Cowgirls in Dallas on Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? We beat the Colts in, um, in Indianapolis late – I mean, in January, even late December, in January, you know what I'm saying? And we beat the Browns in Cleveland. We beat some good teams. You know what I'm saying? All the, all the teams that are in the hunt ahead of us, the Browns, the Dolphins, the Ravens, we beat them all. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we had a good season. Raider Nation, stand up, pat yourself on the back. It's a whole new year. You know what I'm saying? We got JT the Brick. We got the whole Raider Nation staff. We got um, Clay Baker. We got um, Benny and all them. They're going to host us. You know what I'm saying? Bring us into the playoffs if we win this game tomorrow. I mean, this weekend. We got Sunday night game. You know what I'm saying? They didn't give us Sunday night game on Halloween, so they got to give us Sunday night game on the last week of the season. Ain't that poetic justice? You know what I'm saying? I just want to give a big shout-out to the whole Raider Nation, the organization, the fans, the supporters, the booster clubs, everybody. We did that. Um, all the Raider supporters. You know what I'm saying? We're in a good place, and we're about to make the playoffs. All we got to do is beat the discharges. You know what I'm saying? The only team to win the Super Bowl for L.A. is the Raiders, and the Raiders gave us John Madden, too. You know what I'm saying? So we making a full circle. We're coming back into our greatness. You know what I'm saying? Raider Nation, stand up. We're in a good place. Happy New Year to everybody, and I'm out, JT. It's gangster. Yeah, appreciate the call. Thank you. And, you know, for the Raiders, this is a long-term rivalry, but the Chargers have never won anything. 
and the Chargers are building in the right direction, but they need signature wins. And they've had a few signature regular season wins under Justin Herbert. The win in, in overtime against the Raiders was a huge win. I think it's the biggest win of Herbert's career because of how he won the game and what it did for them. And the Raiders know now after that overtime loss, first and goal for Mariota at the four, that you can no longer kick field goals to beat the Chargers. You can do it to beat the Colts and the Browns, and maybe the Eagles or some of these running teams. Hey, Brent Musburger yesterday, when we have this, we play it for you. Brent, after the broadcast was wrapping it up, throwing it to me at M Resort. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm going to make a mention that, that, you know, JT earlier in the pregame show, talking to Eric Allen, talked about how invaluable Carlson would be in this situation and if it was maintained close. And, you know, we talk about a player of the game. I got to give it to Carlson. Mr. Carlson is the Coca-Cola player of this game. JT, how is it back there at the uh, at the NM Club lab? Did they jump up and celebrate? Brent, the Raider Nation is united. Let's hear it. The Raiders are alive. What a classic victory by the silver and black, down from COVID, down from players. And Brent, you're in Indy, we're here in Vegas. The whole city of Las Vegas is ready for the Raider Nation to come back home next week. What a win for the Raiders. <laughs> Raider Nation, unite. All right, JT, let's, let's party. He and Eric Allen are going to be along next. There it is. Always fun. The the voice of my youth throwing it to me. Always have fun with that. So Brent and Lincoln on the call, great call for them, and they'll have the opportunity on Sunday night. And I don't know what the Raiders are going to do yet in regards to John Madden, the torch, any of that. When we find out entertainment, I'm sure it's going to be big. There's going to be a lot of Raider events and parties. We'll talk about that throughout the week and promote them. And have a good time, a fun time this week. Should be a lot of fun for Raider fans who stuck it out. You deserve it. You season ticket holders who put your money into this brand and product, hope you enjoy this game. Be a great long weekend. A huge Sunday night primetime on NBC. Can you imagine what that's going to look like? The shots of the strip, nighttime, the casinos, the Death Star looking back at the strip. Going to be fabulous. All of it will look good, but the Raiders got to win the game to make it to the playoffs and knock the Chargers out. And that would even be better. Have a great day, everybody. Keep it here to Raider Nation Radio. Thanks to Bobby, Harry Ruiz. We'll see you back here tomorrow.